Um, I suspect that there won't be a void because res- resignations still have, you know, as in any position, uh, you can resign without having its immediate effect, and um, there will be a, a handover process. Um, presumably, the cabinet reshuffle will be that handover process. So at the moment, um, you know, we still have a deputy president in Mr. Mabuza, um, and what we're likely to see in the week coming, possibly even today, is a set of announcements uh, following people being sworn in, uh, given the processes that the ANC has been involved in, in changing their party lists from province to province and province to national. Um, we've seen people in provincial legislatures resign, um, and because of the change in leadership election in December, um, there are people who currently sit in cabinets who will have to be reshuffled out of the cabinet so they can take up their position um, in the Tuli House, and that's Fikile Mbalula, Paul Mashatile, and uh, you know, Mr. Zikalala from uh, Kwezili Natal. Mm-hmm. Now, Mabuza has been deputy president since Ramaphosa became the president in 2018. How would you describe his leadership in that position, as, as he's been heavily criticized from being a very absent figure from that position? So I suspect that Mr. Mabuza did what he did um, as uh, deputy president very much on instruction from the president. And so his positions um, in public would have been positions that didn't countermand what the president's position was and didn't countermand what the ANC's position was. As one of your callers pointed out, where Mr. Mabuza, I think, was seen to be absent um, was his several trips out of the country, um, the infamous excuse constantly being that he was going for health care. And so the question would be, why is the second-in-command of the state operators not trusting the local um, public uh, health service? Uh, and if he didn't think, and he and his colleagues didn't think it was good enough, why didn't they improve it so that he could use the local? But that, of course, is the cover story for whatever it is that Mr. Mabuza went and did in, in the Russian Federation. I suspect that what many people are also going to hold Mr. Mabuza accountable for is that while he was deputy president, he was supposedly head of government business. Um, and we've seen over the last five years, since 2018, um, exactly what goes wrong in government business. So while Mr. Ramaphosa came in saying it's a new dawn, there'll be no corruption, return and relief um, during the 2020 um, global pandemic, um, we've had massive corruption um, across the health department and the Department of Education with those infamous spraying of schools and shouting. Um, and the people who did it, far from being exited from the party, far from being exited from the of government, seem to be promoted. Um, and so, you know, one would ask questions of to what extent uh, Didi Mabuza, David Mabuza's role as deputy president, echoed very much what Mr. Ramaphosa's role as deputy president did in Mr. Zuma's administrations. The very point that then Deputy Chief Justice Zondo raised, the State Capture Commission, of Mr. Um, Ramaphosa saying, either you didn't know or you knew and did nothing um, because you were either looking up for yourself or made the judgment that in not doing anything, you could do things slowly and fix it that way. So I think similar questions may be asked of the record that Mr. Mabuza leaves as deputy president. Mm -hmm. What protocols did Mr. Mabuza need to follow to make uh, his resignation public, especially looking at the manner in which he announced it at the funeral? 
Presumably, he would have had to submit that letter to the president himself, unlike um, the official route. Um, and so one imagines or hopes that the presidency knew before the attendees at the family funeral and the rest of South Africa heard. But that's something that the presidency would have to confirm or disconfirm. And my sense is that we're in the space where people are likely to confirm um, in order to make sure that the passage into the week ahead with the State of the Nation address and the party having to rejig its government and parliamentary uh, cohorts in line with what the party's election process is revealed in 2022 and in early 2022. Let's look at the week ahead because Mabuza said he was stepping down to make space for Paul Mashatile, who was elected as the ANC deputy president at the party's national conference in December. Was this expected? And, and will Mashatile and Ramaphosa work well together, you think? I was one of a number of people who expected Mr. Mashatile to want to enter government at the national level, uh, given his position, given the history of how these positions have worked in the ANC over the last 20 to 25 years. Um, whether Mr. Mashatile and Mr. Ramaphosa will work well together, we'll start off with whether Mr. Mashatile is very, very ambitious. If Mr. Mashatile is ambitious, he may not wish to repeat what his previous, uh, what the previous incumbents in the deputy presidency did, which is to sit back and wait their turn to become president. Um, he may wish to act differently and either resurface through the NEC and the NWC of the, of the party and his role as deputy president, or for the government process, in which case he may face the same problem. Um, he may present the same problem to Mr. Ramaphosa as deputy that Mr. Zuma presented to Mr. Mbeki, which is a kind of insurrectionary deputy president who may have to be let go. Um, but if he is interested in the top position long before the 2024 election, he may manoeuvre his way into that. Alternatively, he may work with Mr. Ramaphosa, given what the party's own research says their election results are likely to be in 2024, to try and improve those results by pushing for service delivery, improving government business. Um, but the question will always be asked, what happens in an organisation that chooses its Treasurer General in a period in which it constantly struggles to pay its bills, um, pay its salary run for its workers, and put that person in an even higher position in the NEC as the top six, top nine, top seven official? And will that person necessarily serve the party well um, without serving the country well, or will that person be very good for the country, but not necessarily good for the party um, in terms of that 2024 outcomes? Now, Lindani Tagriga on Facebook says, Morning, my Ellie. Reshuffle or not, the poor will remain poor. Only David and Fakile will be out of the current cabinet, he says. But is Ramaphosa then expected to reshuffle his cabinet before Thursday when he delivers the State of the Nation address, you think? And are we likely to see him bring in new blood and new politicians to the cabinet? So there's a lot of dead weight in Mr. Ramaphosa's cabinet, but some of that dead weight, um, you know, he will probably get rid of because of their position in relation to him in that rather unpleasant few months before the ANC's elective conference. So here one wonders what reasons will be forwarded either from the NEC or from ANC senior members to keep somebody like Yendibe Sisulu, um, who is so defiant of Mr. Ramaphosa in that election campaign uh, for the leadership of the party. People that I think have been sitting in cabinet um, you know, and have you know, read out lotto numbers every year in terms of <laughs> education outcomes, 
that you know don't account for improved education, either infrastructure or um, education policy and its implementation. Somebody like Andy Mutshecha, the question is, as we've seen quality of education in South Africa not improving at all, despite demand year on year that they should improve. The question is, you know, do we keep uh, Minister Mutshecha, keep Minister Mutshecha in her position? Kevin Bodan, as Minister of Public um, Enterprises, the question is, it's under his watch that we've seen ESCOM descend into the current chaos um, as fast as it has over the last five years. And the same with his Minister of Energy and Mineral Resources. If he splits up that ministry, as many people suggest he should, and ESCOM goes into energy, who is appointed the Minister of Energy? If it's Mr. Gwede Mantashe, Mr. Amaposa may have some very unhappy corporate citizens as well as ordinary citizens. Um, given Mr. Mantashe's record, let's not forget the Eastern Cape mining um, fiasco um, in which he suggested that those who oppose those mining plans um, were simply, you know, sort of not interested in modernising and in building a good economy. And just a court case uh, on the principles of basic local economic and local um, democratic processes that should be observed. So there are many, many people who could be, if citizens and many observers have their views on it, taken out of cabinet. But, you know, the national chairperson of the African National Congress is not likely to be kicked out of cabinet and certainly not if he's an ally of the president of both the party and the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an issue of youth. Uh, we sit with a very gerontocratic, uh, so you say, governing structure. We're a country yeah. in which most people are under 28, and too many people in cabinet and in yeah. parliament seem to be 60 and older and should be getting their SAFA mm-hmm. pensions rather than, you know, the two million rand a year that they yes. get from the taxpayers. So, you know, there are all sorts of reasons yes. and things the president should do. I think before SONA is probably best.